right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special returning guest. I am joined again by uh, my friend Barry Carenza. Barry, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Zach. Thank you once again for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah, welcome back to people who have been following along with the podcast for a while. You'll recognize Barry um, as a returning guest. Super happy to have him back. If you are newer to the podcast or maybe you know you, you checked out some episodes but not all of them, Barry might be new to you. Um, so if that's the case, uh, really, really awesome guy. He's uh, really passionate about um, video games. He's really big in the video game industry with his own podcast and um, YouTube channel and everything that he does with the premium playcast and nintendo fuse um also heavily involved with premium edition games so really cool guy we had a great conversation the first time and i'm excited to kind of maybe revisit some of those topics and also just see what's been new since because it's been a while yeah yeah it's been uh, almost a year <laughs> yeah yeah so um you know a year it's a long time but also feels like it was just the other day so um catch us up what's what's been going on in the past year for you been a big year. Yeah. <laughs> a, oh yeah. Had a child. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. And congratulations that, on that again. That, that is that is definitely the the highlight of the whole thing. Uh, you know, in terms of personal life, and, and yeah. at the same time, uh, my wife and I just celebrated ten years of marriage as well. So it's been a, it's been a busy busy year personally, but then also a very busy year in terms of games. Uh, you know, in terms in terms of premium, we we launched some great games this year, and we just announced some uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. Fuse. We've been doing uh our podcast for a while and then of course just in terms of personal gaming i mean god it's it's 2023 has been almost non-stop banging you know just banger after banger games right release. it's been awesome yeah definitely and you know the first question that comes kind of right to mind is uh you know with with being a father now has that changed kind of the way that you go about doing everything that you're doing with, with gaming and everything, because obviously it takes up more time being, being a father. Have you kind of figured out a good routine and system for you yet? Um, in terms of personal game time, it's affected it naturally, but it yeah. hasn't, it hasn't affected it as much as I originally thought. And I think that's a hundred percent because of my wife. Uh, okay. Because my wife is amazing and understands just how important gaming time is to me, that she will watch him or you know lay down and let him sleep on her chest and and take a nap so that I could play. And uh, as he's becoming more and more alert, we're noticing more and more he's watching me. Like you know, he has no idea okay. what's on the screen. It's just colors, but. I love it because it's like, okay, you know, I could just watch the baby while playing mm-hmm. a game and, and he's just sitting there watching and it's like, right. great, I'm doing two birds, one stone, you know, because he's, he's only three months. So he's not like sure. at that stage where he's, you know, getting up and playing or talking or doing any of that stuff yet. So it's still in the, what I, what I presume is the easier stage where, you know, you kind of put him down and he just sits because he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to move. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, once he starts crawling and, and walking and, and picking up and doing, you know, I, I expect, uh unfortunately some of that time to dissipate but sure. at the same time i'm also looking forward to being able to give him a, a fake controller or, or an unplugged controller or something and just be yeah. like here you play along with me and then eventually giving him an actual controller and letting him play along and and uh you know helping him out and letting him discover games and what he likes and you know, the, looking forward to that, but that's that's a little ways away, of course. Sure, yeah, <laughs> you definitely have some time before then, but that that's going to be exciting and that's going to be really cool. And 
it'll be interesting to see kind of like what he gravitates towards or you know what kind of uh gaming style he has or you know what have you and maybe is it similar to yours or is it influenced by yours or is it completely different i think that's going to be cool to see i you know it's probably going to initially be influenced by me right until he gets to school and like all his friends are playing minecraft or or Roblox or whatever yeah. like games I don't play. And then he's going to come home and he's going to be like, all the kids in school are playing this. I want to play this too. And I'll be like, okay. And you want to play with me? I'll be like, I have no interest in those games. I'll watch you. How's that? Right. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. I love it. That, that That's going to be really exciting though. So I, I'm excited. You know, like we said, we have, we have some time to wait, but um, once that time does come for y'all, I'm, I'm excited to hear how that journey goes for you. It's going to be a journey unlike any I've experienced. So uh, I look forward to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of touching on that, like, you know, I guess just in terms of, of parenthood in general, like how has that been going for you? Like, do you feel like it's a lot of like learning on the fly or do you feel, I guess, like prepared or did you feel prepared when, when you first <laughs> I, jumped into fatherhood? I don't think anyone Okay. In the history of life ever is truly prepared. Sure. Uh, you know, there's always that, you know, pit in the back of your head and your, your stomach and your brain. Like, oh, what do I do now? Like, oh, yeah. they were just handing me this living being and I have to go home with it and I have to keep it alive. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do I do that? Like, you know, we took classes prior to, you know, our hospital offered different classes we could sign up for. Uh, but, you know, just like anything else, experience is what prepares you. Yeah. And from what I've heard and what I've experienced personally, uh, I, a shout out to every mother out there um, because they there's something that snaps within a woman when she has a baby and they just instinctively know what to do. That motherly <laughs> instinct is yeah. unbelievably amazing. And and watching my wife just do things that I have no idea. Like, how did you even know to do that? Like, like oh, I just, just, I knew. Something told me I knew. And she, she just runs with it. And I'm just like, okay. And I think for fathers, uh, not, not I don't say every father, but I think we're a little bit more disconnected because we didn't grow the human, right? We just sure. helped make it. Um, so we, we don't have those same instincts and we, we are more like we have to learn as it goes. So I'm trying to pick up stuff from her. Uh, you know, at first I was like, Oh, I don't even want to touch him. You know, I'm going to break him, you know, like yeah. he's so fragile. And now it's like, Oh yeah, it's no problem. I can pick him up now and hold him. And, yeah. uh, and I think that, I think, I think with first child or first children, it's, it's always different than with second, third, et cetera, because you're like, oh, I've done this before. Right. So at first, it's like, oh, I hope I'm prepared. And you know, do we have enough of this? Do we have enough of this? Or can we watch them? Or, you know, what do we do with this situation? And, you know, so far, it's been great because my my wife has been on uh, maternity leave. But, you know, once she goes back to the office and I'm like left alone with him, I'll be like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, God, he's, he's he made a stinky. Now, great. What do I do? And I told right. him, I've always joked with my wife. I'm like, I'm gonna wrap him in saran wrap, and and you're just gonna come home and find him like that, and I'll be like, here he is, your problem now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That's it's really interesting to hear kind of that insight. And I mean, I I'm not a father. I think everyone listening to my <laughs> podcast knows that, but maybe someday, you know, hopefully someday, yeah. if, given the chance, I'd love to. So it's always cool for me to kind of hear that because you know I, I'd love to have that experience someday. But you know, you know, it's you, you it's. 
it's something that it's life changing naturally. Um, yeah. And it's something where even when you feel you're prepared, you're like, oh, d- d- you know, how is this going to affect my life? And, mm-hmm. you know, the status quo and I'm happy with my life. And, and you, you have to make sacrifices, right? Sacrifices sure. for your children are, are going to be there. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be the day where it's going to be like, oh, a great game came out and I want to go home and play it. But my son's got baseball. So here I am taking him to a baseball game for the next, you know, two and a half hours and come home and make sure he's, you know, fed and and then send him upstairs to do his homework. And now I could finally sit down and play, you know, three and a half hours later. And I'm like, oh man, if I didn't have a kid, I could have just played. But but at the same time, it's like just so many wonderful experiences and, and there's wonderful feelings that that I didn't know I could have these yeah. these emotions. Like when I see my son smile now, like I I have my cheeks hurt. It's like they physically hurt from smiling so much from seeing my son smile and laugh. Like he's waking up in the morning and he just sees me and he just smiles and it's just like you smile. It's like yeah. instinctively, it's like this joy that that is unbelievable and I've never experienced before. And I'm like, oh my cheeks are really hurting. Like. Like I have not smiled this much in so long and yeah. I can't stop because yeah. he's just makes me so happy. Uh, and I will say we have a trap baby. Like every experience is different. And I think it was like the second night he was home from the hospital. He was bad fussy. Like, okay. like every 20 minutes he wanted up, he was fed, uh, gassy, taken care of, wouldn't lay down. My wife and I had a collective maybe two hours of sleep throughout the entire night at no more than 20 minutes a shot. And we were looking at each other and I was like, if this is what I'm in for every night, <laughs> just shoot me now. <laughs> um, and I know there are some kids that are like that. And if, if your kid is like that, like not you, but like listening, if your yeah. kid is like that and you're going through that, I totally, totally get it. And hats off to you because that is a struggle. And it is tough. And knock on wood, my child is amazing now at night. Like, I don't know what happened. It was like that was a little fluke. It was huh. like a, a fluke two days in, in. And now he, we put him down usually around anywhere between 1030 and 1130 at night, sometimes midnight. And he sleeps to like 830 in the morning, wow. 830. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Even, even in the early, early mornings, he'll get up at 730. I'm like, I can accept this. This is fine. Wow. Okay. I'm glad that it's worked out so far. And yeah, uh, knock on wood, it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's his dream. He's like, All right, yeah. that's it. You just solidified I can't have any more kids because I know if I have another one, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Something that I, I like to ask. I mean, I guess I don't have a lot of guests that, that have kids per se, but every so often I'll have someone on that that does. So a question I like to ask is like, do you see now that you're a parent, do you see like your own parents or family or you know anyone that raised you? Do you see that in your parenting now? Um I'd love to say yes. Um okay. but I don't. And I think that's because my parents were not the greatest. I come from a broken home. And I learned more what not to do from my parents okay. and what to do. So not saying that they were both terrible because they weren't both terrible and they absolutely had positive sides to them. Sure. I love them both very much. Um, but, you know, I, I try and think about the best parts of my childhood and mm-hmm. with them. 
and those I want to replicate. And then yeah. I think about the things as a kid I didn't like, and I, I you know, I'm like, no, I'm gonna do that differently, right? You know, so. You know, and I think most people set out to make sure their children have a better life than they do. And if yeah. everyone does that, the world will be, you know, internally be a better place. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of weird. You know, certain things I have mad respect for um, now, even yeah. more so, like the, those positive things. I'm like, you know, I, I really appreciate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those those aspects. And then at the same time, it's like, all right, you know. I, I wish my parents did this. I'm sure. going to try and do this. And... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I can imagine it's, it's kind of that interesting dynamic where you're like, it just kind of like opens your eyes to like both the good and the bad. Right. Cause like when oh. you're, when you're a kid going through it, or even as you become an adult and you can like look back on it, I think it's, it's one thing, but then when you're actually in that position to, of being a parent, it kind of gives you a whole nother way of looking at it. Oh yeah. And, and I think, like looking back at like from my perspective, I always felt I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, I felt that was easy because, you know, especially the early, early years, no one remembers. So I don't really remember what yeah. it was like, but as early as I can remember, I would like get up, you know, I, I would watch TV, you know, cartoons, you know, Nickelodeon, Nick Jr. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom would make me breakfast and I would eat it. And then when the cartoons were over and it was time for like the soap opera and stuff like a weekdays or, or even weekends, you know, I would, you know, either go outside and, and play, you know, on my swing set or I would, I would read a book or, you know, event, you know, go down, play Atari and Commodore yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I always, as a, you know, as growing up as an only child, uh, I entertained myself mm-hmm. and I found that, I was happiest when I was doing my own thing, entertained myself, like, leave me alone, mom and dad. <laughs> I am good. Yeah. Um, and I hope, you know, in a sense that my child is the same. Like I, yeah. I want my child to be able to say, you know, at three, four years old, like I'm going to watch this show. And now of course there's, there's so many things, right? There's this yeah. streaming, this, this infinite shows is infinite to watch. He'll never be able to watch it all. And he's just being born now, or I'm going to, you know, when he starts playing games, you know, I want to, you know, play these games and just, just sit there and enjoy himself, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, go out and say, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's go to the park, you know, and take him and, and let him, let him be a kid. But I I hope he's able to do that. You know, my wife is all like, oh, I want to be interactive with everything. And I'm like, no, I want to raise him more independently. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he is because I, I know there's all those horror stories where you're trying to get things done and you can't because a kid's just like poking you. Hey, 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 I want right. to play, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. It's like, I got to do this. I'm, like, entertain yourself. I don't know how. You got to entertain me. It's like, oh, my God. So I, yeah. I hope he's not in that. I hope he knows, okay, I'll, I'll entertain myself. I'll sit in the corner and I'll be yeah. good. Uh, you know, I won't destroy the house or I won't <laughs> right. know, knock things over. Or, you know, so I guess we'll see. Uh, but I'm yeah. going to try to train him to be as independent as possible. That makes sense. So that he can, you know, experience. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's interesting to think about because, like, you know, the way that the childhood for, for you and, and me is vastly different than kids nowadays, right? Oh, God, you know, yeah. like, things are so different. So I, I just, I'm always interested to see, like, how things work because, you know, I mean, even for me, you know, like, I video games were a thing and everything like they, they always have been you know in the recent years and such but like i was definitely one of those kids where like 
a lot of the times I would just be outside running around with the neighbor kids and like playing tag and stuff like that throughout the the subdivision and, and what have you. And oh, yeah. like, you know, I didn't have a cell phone till I was maybe 16 or something. So, you know, it's like nowadays, like they're like screens are everywhere. And like, like you said, they're streaming. Like I, I had the same experience, you know, maybe watch the morning cartoons and then the, you know, adult dramas, soap operas come on and it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to go color i'm gonna go outside yeah i'm gonna go do whatever but now it's like oh nope let's just fire up disney plus and put you know the whole five seasons of whatever on so exactly. i think it'll be interesting to see kind of for for you personally you know how, how your son kind of grows up and what that, that experience looks like but just kids nowadays like how well, different it is than it was for us <laughs> that's that's something i'm even been personally trying because i don't i don't trust streaming services because every day there's like this is leaving now and the, this service is going to go up in cost and oh yeah. they're losing money and they're not as profitable yeah. and like all this stuff and you know there's and there's so many good shows that are streaming yeah. and so many ones that we grew up with and it's like well this show you know, he's going to be like at least 10, 11 before he watches this. What right. is the streaming life going to be like in 10 to 11 years? Like, I have no idea. Probably exactly. nowhere near as good. So what I've been doing is I've been personally picking up DVDs, Blu-rays oh. of seasons of a like, complete series of shows that I grew up with. Like, you know, I'm, I'm big into the superhero stuff and, yeah. and the game stuff. So I'll, I'll get like all the Marvel stuff, all the DC stuff, you know, Transformers, nice. GoBots, the stuff I grew up with. Yeah. And, and have all those on blu-ray dvd and if it happens to be on streaming and it's easy okay fine but if it's not you'll be like all right look we're gonna sit down here and like you're gonna watch adam west batman because i love adam west batman yeah. and not have to wait you know a, a week to see what happens next because those are always cliffhangers like no we just put on the disc and hit play and and let me know when the disc is done and i you know, watch some episodes with him and relive my childhood and just have that be able to go back to you know back to back like our yeah. x-men and you know batman the animated series and stuff like that because i don't i don't trust any of the streaming i don't know if it's what it's going to be like and i want him yeah. to experience the stuff i like now if he doesn't like it i'm not gonna force him to watch you know sure. five, three seasons or whatever of batman the animated <laughs> series like if he's like watching like you know six episodes or eight episodes and goes dad i really don't like this i'll be like all yeah. right we'll watch something else that's fine yeah but to be able to give him that and even even with games like one of the first things i'm going to do is is the switch is going to be his first system um, okay and it's, it's a no-brainer even even with the Switch 2 rumored next year and whatever, I don't care. He's going to start with the Switch. There's so many great games on it. It's going to be yeah. young anyways. But I'm going to put him on our family plan with NSO and get him in like the NES app and just like boot it up oh, and go, yeah. here, here you go. I'm going to let you play any game you want and show you how to back out and let him explore and yeah. let him just experience the NES library much easier that way and the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy and stuff and just let him have fun with it and be like, all right, play in this app for the day and tell me what you find. And, you know, hope he stumbles onto like Zelda, but I want to yeah. hold his hand. I want him to, to try and go, Oh, this is fun. Or, Oh, I don't like this game, but not force him to play a game. He doesn't like, but yeah. let him see where he experiences, see where he goes. And, and, and I think that's going to be an interesting experiment. And then if he's like, I'm not finding anything, then I'll, all right, well, let's try this. Or did you try yeah. this one? Yeah. Kind of point him in the right direction. But again, there's infinite games at this point. Right. Like yeah. if, if you take him at three months old and, and, and no more games come out, like that's it. October 5th, as of the recording of this, no more games are ever coming out. That's it. And told him, you don't have to work. You don't have to go to school. All you have to do is sit here and play video games for the rest of your life. He would not be able to play every game that has right. come out from now 
you know, from the from the beginning and then in the seventies until right now, for his entire life, he wouldn't be able to play them all. It wouldn't. Right. Happen. Right. So, and obviously, during the course of his life, more and more games are naturally going to come out. Mm-hmm. So it's it's infinite. There's, there's infinite entertainment at this stage of the game. There's yeah. more entertainment out there, and that's not even counting movies, TV shows, you know, comic books, music. You know, you can't experience it all right in a lifetime. Right. That's insane. <laughs> I know. It is pretty crazy when you think about that. But no, man, I love how you're like how much you've thought about this. And like, I, I love that idea of like finding the DVDs, Blu-rays for, you know, TV shows, movies that are special and meaningful to you. And also that just might be like kind of they're they're the show now. Right. Like, yeah. who knows if it's around, you know, when when your son's old enough. But like to have that now, like, I think that's awesome. And yeah. that that's a really cool thing. Like, and I don't think I've ever heard someone like come up with that idea really so i think that's that's cool well, i mean as a collector it seems natural because i love right. physical media but and I, I would buy this stuff anyway but now i've like i've hunted like i found like spider-man 1967 which i never watched all of that and it's like wow i found that like that's not streaming anywhere like right well i can show it to him and and uh you know on, on hbo max or now max uh titans just finished up and i, I really like titans and and I, I love the dc stuff so i got the blu-rays and and that's a very violent show. Like he's not gonna watch that for yeah. you know, so he's like fifteen years old. And I'm like, in fifteen years, Max is probably not even gonna be a thing. And that was a right. Max streaming like you may not even be able to find it. So yeah, the, the Blu-rays might be out of print. Like, let me have it now and that way I can ensure, like, hey, you wanna see a really cool show? Like, check this out. Um and and then it's really been interesting because you don't need internet, of course, with a with a Blu-ray or a DVD, mm-hmm. you know, you you just need electricity. Right. And there's so many players you need to play, but I mean, all you know, PlayStation two, three, four, and five are all players, and an Xbox, every Xbox is a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you have a bunch in game systems alone. Plus, you can get cheap DVD players or Blu-ray players like nothing. Right. So I figured that's the way to go. You know, yeah. especially, uh, and and then there's also stuff that's not there anymore. Like my wife and I are watching through Pokemon. Like we never nice. watched a lot of Pokemon, I, you know, just the original when it came out and mm-hmm. then, and I fell off the wagon, like many people so were going through it. And there were episodes early on that they cut. Yeah. And they're, they're like, Oh, we can't show this anymore because Jinx is in it because Jinx is black and that's offensive. So Jinx is now purple, but we're not going to recolor the old episodes. We're just not going to air them. Right. But they did release them on a DVD and like one, one set, set of DVDs, they did release it. So it's like, all right, you can stream the Indigo League on Netflix, but you can't stream those episodes. So right. I went out and got the DVDs that had them. So I was like, all right, now I'm preserving that media too. So yeah. we could always watch it. That's awesome. Th- there's so many with Pokemon though. So good luck getting all the, all the seasons. Oh, I've, I've got all the seasons already. You... I, I, oh, wow. Okay. All the seasons, all the movies. But even some of the Jeez. movies I had to buy twice because like they did the, the anniversary for the first three movies on Blu-ray. You could get it mm-hmm. really cheap. It's in a steel book. It looks nice. They made the movies look great, but it's just the movies. So there's no special features and the shorts uh... that came before the movies are not included. So I have to have the DVDs as well because the DVDs have the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, great. So, because especially with my wife, cause she never saw it. So I'm like, I want her to give her the experience. So I'm putting yeah. in the DVD. So we're playing the short first and then we're taking out the DVD, putting in the Blu-ray to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love and appreciate your dedication, man. I, you know what? That's the way, way I feel it should be. I agree. I'm with you. That's awesome. So I know that, um, 
you know, just, just now we've kind of talked and everything and, and kind of like the beginning of, of the episode, you've talked about the things that have been going on gaming wise in the last year. So, you know, catch us up to date a little bit on, on that, what's been going on with premium and what what's new on that end. Yeah. So premium, we just launched uh, our fall direct. Yep. Uh, you know, earlier this year, we did a state of premium for PlayStation and we did a, a spring direct. Um, and then we did the fall. So I don't know, hopefully you had a chance to catch the fall direct. I uh, was able to check out a little bit of it. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet, but uh, I, I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, directs are, are a labor of love. They're about two yeah. months of my life uh, wow. between writing it and working with our very, very, very talented editor, Tristan, who puts it all together um, and, you know, getting him the assets and talking with the, the developers to get trailers and to get, you know, clips from them to ask them to, to talk and, and make sure it all comes together and, and get everybody to record, which sometimes is harder to do than, <laughs> than anything sure. else. Like, hey, guys, I need you to record. Um, but their labor loves and they're so worth it to go out there. And we, we want to announce the games we put out uh, in a special way because they're all special. You know, anybody yeah. could just throw up a tweet and go, Hey guys, this is coming out this week and this is coming out next week. And, and, and there's no, nothing special there. Uh, we really want the games that we're putting out to be highlighted and, and to be showcased and be like, cause, cause we only do a few games a year. So I was like, these games are special. These games made the cut. We played these games. We love these games. We were putting our, our name behind these games and we think they're worth your time. Uh, so we we announced our, our seventh series of titles, which is insane to think that we're yeah. seven series in now. And um, we we announced uh, Anuchard, which we did announce earlier in the in the spring, but uh, we touched on it more. And Anuchard from uh, Freedom Games and Stellar Null is this fantastic action RPG. It's like Zelda with with the aesthetics of Moon RPG with the humor of Mother. And it's this really cool post-apocalyptic story where you kind of get to go into like almost like people's dreams and they're, mm-hmm. they're done like as a dungeon and you got to rescue people from their nightmares and, and try and figure out what's going on in the world. And as you're going through and you're helping people, you're, you're starting to discover more and more of the world and more and more of the history of the world and what's going on with Anuchard. And it's, it's just fantastical. The the puzzles, the environments, the bosses, uh, just done so well, and it's really interesting because this is, I like games that give you the option of difficulty, and yeah. this one goes is even a step further where you can actually make it so you take like double damage if you want it a really mm. tough time, or take no damage at all. Like, okay. not just like easy setting, like, oh, it's going to be a kick. Well, you're like, oh, no damage at all. Like, you're here just for the experience. And I like games that do that because especially now as a father, it's like, oh, I don't have as much time um, to play. Mm-hmm. And this way, I don't have to worry about struggling. I can just experience because there's such a good mystery behind this game. And if you like Zelda, if you like action RPGs, if you like Mother, stuff like that, like, do not sleep on this. This is an amazing game that so few people... I think we're talking mm-hmm. about and it has top like list of like best Zelda like games. And it's like, yeah, like check this. Like, this is awesome. Like this. <laughs> so good. Yeah. 
so we, we talked about that one. Uh, we also finally announced that Sunshine Anthology, which is our longest running game because we did a Kickstarter back in 2020. We were part of their Kickstarter. Okay. And uh, it's finally ported to the Switch. Uh, so we, we're, we're finally putting that out just in time for Halloween. Because Anachard is available as of this recording um, for pre-order. So I'm trying to open up on the 30th of October, so just uh, just before Halloween. And Sunshine Anthology is a collection of two different games. It's Camp Sunshine and Sunshine Manor. They're part of the same series. They're 16-bit RPGs, but they're horror RPGs. And they, you know, they've got a really cool aesthetics. Uh, camp Sunshine is like Friday the 13th. Uh, mm-hmm. where it's in the in the camp uh, and uh, the uh, Sunshine Manor is more like in the, in the manor itself more like Resident Evil in a sense and, okay. and they're really really cool and Fossil Games has been working on these games for a long time they're a successful Kickstarter so uh, I know people have been asking and asking asking when are these coming when are these coming so we, we were able to surprise people that they're here they're part of the series uh, and like the, the this is one of our deluxes where the deluxe comes with the steel book. It comes with a two sided strategy guide for both games where it's one we flip over. Uh, so it's so cool. So I'd highly recommend this game, especially if you like old school 16 bit style horror RPGs. And then the last game in the series in terms of series seven is Lonesome Village. And that is from Ogre Pixel. And this is a mix of Animal Crossing meets Zelda, where <laughs> you play uh, Coyote who comes to Lonesome Village and there's no one there. And this is mysterious tower. And you go into the tower and you solve puzzles. And as you solve puzzles, you start rescuing the villagers. And the villagers will start to breathe life into the village. And they'll start giving you quests and tasks. And you could, you, you could do gardening uh, you know, and, and have a farm. You can go fishing. You can, you know, do all these the casual stuff. Uh, there's different objectives and, and stuff to collect. And then you go into the tower to rescue more more villagers. And it's like Zelda, where you got to figure out the puzzles and and figure out your way up. And it's really charming aesthetic. It's it definitely fits that cozy feel. It's it's not going to be your hardcore. It's the feel good, relaxing, play with the family or play by yourself um experience and uh it blew us all away like we were not expecting we're like oh this is just gonna you know feel one way and we're like wow this we couldn't stop playing this game this was so addicting and they did a phenomenal job so i hope people check that out and that goes up uh middle of october okay and that's the series but we did talk about a few other things uh one of the things we talked about was a kickstarter that we were a part of earlier this year called Crystalla. That's a, it's a action RPG souls like game where you mm-hmm. play as a cat or a cat being, and you get to do acrobatics and parkour and, and, you know, just all those wonderful 3d takedowns of, of your enemies. And uh, this is, we're doing the physical for PlayStation five and there's a Kickstarter exclusive and the Kickstarter's done. It was extremely successful, but they have a backer kit as of right now and you could still get that physical so we urge people check it out they're a fantastic team astro clock tower studios um they're beyond passionate and we're beyond thrilled and honored to be working with them to bring out the physical and uh help their kickstarter become successful so i i do hope people check it out it's it's uh, truly a fantastic game and there is a demo on steam if you're really interested 
Uh, you can play through the demo. Uh, and then we did a couple teases. We teased uh, Carl from Nintendo and Morningstar Studio. Uh, Carl is a great 2D platformer where you play as a robot. It's it's a, almost like Mega Man. There's multiple mm-hmm. multiple levels, and every time you beat the bosses, you get abilities. And uh, I could not stop playing this game. It's, it's so addicting. And we've had this signed for a while. And the reason we're doing it next year is because they're adding content to the game, and we try our best to have all the, the content on the card as possible. So when we found out they were adding brand new content, we're like, oh, well, we want to delay the physical to make sure right. that's on the card. Um, so that's coming next year. And another tease we did, we actually just teased for today, the day of the recording, October 5th. So we made an announcement earlier this morning uh, that we're, we're going to be releasing the physical for Gordian Quest next year. Um, that is coming from uh, Modus Games. It's up for pre-order right now digitally, coming out later this month. This is a epic card-based RPG with a full-on like 30-plus-hour story, and then there's rogue, a rogue-like mode so you could play indefinitely. Uh, just a truly phenomenal game, and uh, we're we're honored to be working with them to bring this out physically next year. Uh, so that that announcement went up uh, on our YouTube, and you can check out the trailer. But uh, yeah, we. And that those are just like the big game announcements we we touched on, you know, mm-hmm. smaller updates, uh, stuff to look forward to uh, this fall. We're gonna have uh, some second chance sales for Series Five, uh, which people have been asking for for a long time. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Rack and Ruin for PlayStation Four is finally gonna go up for pre-order this fall. Uh, it was supposed to go up earlier this year, but there was a bug. Someone notified us that there was a bug in the game that prevented you from getting a trophy with the PlayStation 4 version of the game. And we talked mm-hmm. with LifeSpark Entertainment, the developer, and said, hey, this is bug. And they were extremely nice and were willing to go back and fix the bug. So the bug is fixed with digital version and will be fixed on the physical. But we didn't want to take people's money until that bug was fixed because our yeah. trophy or our challenge patch for PlayStation is to get the platinum trophy to get a trophy patch and uh it would be impossible and we didn't want to do that so we're like we're not putting this up we're not taking your money yeah we want the game complete so they were thankfully able to do that so when the game goes up later this fall you will be able to get the complete game on disc uh with that bug fixed that's awesome man there's yeah that that's a lot of good and exciting things and it's just exciting to hear about man and just to hear like i can clearly hear your passion and excitement for it and it also makes a lot of sense why it takes so much time and dedication and work uh to get you know to get all that together for the for the direct and i think you know the the it's just exciting to hear about and i hope everyone is excited and you know i think barry did a great job going over like a a very you know overview of of what um was shared but i mean i definitely would encourage people to check out that direct and you know see for yourself and experience it and get excited and see you know what what really resonates with you out of those but yeah that that's awesome yeah oh thank you i mean we are passionate yeah. i mean yeah it's a labor of love doing the direct yep. labor of love working with these developers is a labor of love and you mm-hmm. know doing the production and, and getting these things out there and, and we do have like mega packs on the site too so if you say oh all these sound interesting i want to get all of series seven you have to wait till october 30th to get sunshine you could buy a mega pack right now with with which has them all and you don't have to worry about missing uh, you'd be like okay cool i'm done um because we always get people after after pre-orders close we're like oh i i can i get this like 
you know, right now, someone is like, oh, please, please, I, I miss Wife Quest. I miss Super Dungeon Maker. Can I get them? I'm like, well, they're closed. You had all year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like we, we we encourage people, like, get the Mega Pack. This way you don't have to worry about it. You're guaranteed to get all this stuff. And, and all of our games, when you pre-order, they come with a dog tag. That's a pre-order exclusive. It's a bonus. It's it's just a freebie that we like to do. So as a collector, if you want that extra goodie, you know, it's pre-order. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's cool because, like, I don't know. I mean, I I could just be out of things a bit, but I feel like when I was younger, pre-order bonuses or just like collector's editions were a little more, I don't know, like robust or you just got more like cooler things than than maybe nowadays. And I, I love that like you all have nice little like goodies and bonuses and you really, you can show that you care and that you're getting a lot out of these experiences like it'd be one thing and it'd still be cool if it was just like hey here's the game great but like the the, the fact there's other like added kind of value and bonuses to it i think that's really really cool and it's something that like i personally miss because i remember as a kid like i would pre-order everything like so i get the game like on time but also just because like oh my gosh i get this cool thing too whereas now like I, honestly i don't really do it that much because even the games that do have like pre-order bonuses i'm like eh. I don't really care about that that much. <laughs> yeah, there were there used to be some really cool. Nintendo used to do things like yeah. um, pre-order Wind Waker, get the Ocarina of Time and Master Pack, uh, Master Quest Pack, uh, yeah, free like the actual physical game, like things like that were like that was cool. Yeah. Um, nowadays, you're right. A lot of it is is less, and you know we we just do. I mean, some people might look at a dog tag and go like, whatever. Uh, it's just a little something. Uh, we're a small yeah. company. We just want to do something cool, something bonus, because all of our editions already come with so much: the full color manuals, the challenge exactly. card, the slip covers, the sleeves. Um, they all come, you know, with. You know, we always say like even our standards are like mini collectors editions. So yeah. it's, it's like, what do we throw in there? And, you know, it's, we don't want to do it on like digital content because all that stuff is on the card. We don't, you know, it's the whole point of doing the physical. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, those little dog tags, that's cool. And they go over well at, at shows. And we're like, all right, we'll do yeah. it. And if you don't care about it, you know what? Toss it in the garbage. I mean, you know, it's, it's yours. It's you right. know what you want with it. Um, right. Give it away. Uh, it's yeah. just, we like to do fun things because life is short. And we yeah. want to have fun. We're we're video games, right? We're doing video games. That's the whole yeah. point of it. We're we're here to celebrate the developers because we publish games because we can't make them. And right. you know, to the developers, you know, that didn't like Series Seven Fossil Games Tower, Null, Ogre Pixel, you know, Astro Clock Tower Studios, like they're the real rock stars. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are out there. They're making the games. They're making the dream come true. And you know, all we could do is put a pretty package on it and and show it yeah. off because you know we're here representing them they're the right. ones that were nice enough to to work with us and and we want to we want to do right by them because their yeah. games are all awesome and we hope that everyone gives them a chance and really likes them too yeah and i, I know you just said like all their games are awesome and you hope everyone gives the all the games a chance and everything and when you're kind of going over the series seven games and stuff i think you you did it in a way that you showed and expressed interest in, in every single thing that you talked about. But is there one that you are personally most excited for or one that you think like you're most excited that other people will get to experience out of all of them that are coming out? That's like asking, what's your favorite child? I only right. have one. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I can't say in that regard because 
honestly, we play all the games, we test mm-hmm. all the games, and we we yay or nay all the games. And if it makes the cut, that means it's something that blew us away that we really got okay. addicted to, really really loved. And the problem is, is there's so many games out there, like we talked about earlier, that a lot of these games sometimes fall under the radar, and you maybe never right. even heard of them. And we're like, well, why should I give the attention to that when there's a hundred other games to play? And that's a very good point. And our counterpoint is, if we're gonna sit here and we're gonna say, hey, this is worth us doing the physical on, we're telling you, it's got our seal of approval. We yeah. really think you should try it and go for the challenge patch, you know, for sure. But give it a try. And I think you'll find yourself in love. Um, you know, one game I am personally invested in just because I've known the developers on a personal level for so long is Cristala. I met the developers back in 2019 at Play NYC, and I've been friends with them ever since and um, been championing their game. So when they were ready to do their Kickstarter and we, we were talking with them and the fact that I, at that time I was just a journalist premium didn't exist and I could go mm-hmm. from covering your game and, and in terms of news press coverage to now being able to work with you to bring it out physically is awesome. You know, yeah. just like in terms of a personal level, not talking anything about the quality of the game versus any of the others, just on a personal right. level. Cause I know the developers and you know in that regards i've known them for years it's like that to me that's awesome so i definitely hope people check it out but i hope they check out all the games because you know everyone i've talked with at stellar no and of course uh paul from fossil games a, a longtime friend now and uh you know ogre pixels wonderful they're an all mexican team too which you don't usually see for video game development mm-hmm. so it's really yeah. great you know give them a shot and of course next year um, you're definitely going to want to uh, check out like Carl from Nintendo, who, who's awesome, and, and Matt Bittner, who's from Morningstar uh, Studios. They're two awesome guys that made an amazing game. And, and you know, yeah. we'll be, maybe we'll be back talking about that next year. You know, there you go. Matt, yeah. But yeah, it's check check the games out. That's all I could say. Awesome. PremiumEditionGames.com. You know, if you, you couldn't figure that out already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to it yeah. later on at the end. But, uh, premonitiongames.com the, the website and all important links will be in the description of the, the episode so don't fret they'll be there <laughs> for you but we'll, we'll also cover that later yeah, on down the road but um no that i love it I, and i love your energy about it and you know staying on on uh i guess on theme with video games um it's 2023 so we're in fall 2023 so um what's what's been a standout or a couple standout games that you've played this year doesn't mean they've come out this year, but just, you know, top games or a top game for you. And then uh, what are you looking forward to, whether that's this year, 2023 or maybe 2024 or just any time in the future? 2023 has been one of those years where I haven't really had time to go back and play a lot of old games because okay. it's just been banger after banger. Like I said, right, right. I've only played a few games there from yes like last year that i just didn't get to okay. uh, and those were during like the small little downtimes but this year has been incredible uh, of course you have tears of the kingdom uh just an incredible game you have xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeemed incredible game um you've got Baldur's gate 3 incredible game you know final fantasy 16 uh diablo 4 uh you know trails into reverie and trails into the uh into abyss not abyss um azure transcend azure taking tails for a second uh and then even uh, legend of naivete just came out like three falcom games came out this year phenomenal phenomenal games uh it's just been 
unreal and that's not even touching like dlc like mario and rabbits dlc pokemon dlc mario kart dlc uh you had a new fire emblem earlier this year fire emblem engage was a lot of fun yeah. bayonetta origins was was a surprise and a lot of fun uh octopath traveler 2 i mean so many uh yeah Riza 3 came out this year that this year has been like non-stop amazing uh mystery detective archives uh rain code was this year truly great game if you love the dankenrampa games uh it's it's been non-stop like yeah even right right now i'm i'm playing uh silent hope that just came out uh marvelous and that's an interest it's almost like diablo light in a sense it's an interesting Mm. little dungeon crawler uh and it's it's kind of just like all right this is a palette cleanse um you know until like the, it's a it's a smaller game until the next big one right uh, and even have like street fighter 6 and mortal kombat 1 you know two two, two biggest fighting franchises have entries this year yeah uh, it's it's been a a truly astounding year honestly in terms of games yeah yeah i i'm with you and the funny thing is is out of everything you've listed i haven't played a single minute of any of them yet. oh my god yeah oh i finished them all except for silent hope because i'm still playing it right like, yeah it's, uh, and that there's I, more so i know there, there's so many more and that's the cool thing there's like so many and like it's it's great because there's so many options but then i'm like oh my gosh i'm so behind <laughs> i haven't even played like here's the, the the sad thing i have not even played breath of the wild yet oh my god see so i'm like i and i i know i could but part of me is like i, I can't play tears of the kingdom to play Breath of the Wild, you and I know, like, you know, you know, and like, I know people say, like, you, you really could, and it's not a big deal, but I'm like, no, no, I have to play. And, and honestly, before I even play Breath of the Wild, I'm debating if I should. Okay, here's the other kind of like twisted thing that everyone always is like, what? Um, as a as a child, I had uh, babysitters that are brothers, so I would watch them and have no idea what I'm doing, but mess around and. Uh, ocarina of time and majora's mask but outside of that i have never played a zelda game so now like and i on my switch i do have breath of the wild and i have um skyward sword hd so part of me is like do i play skyward sword before i play breath of the wild because like it it came out first like the original skyward sword but honestly i think what you should do is play breath of the wild first and the reason they say that is because i don't think it's a good idea to go from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. And here's why. Okay. Tears of the Kingdom reuses uh, the map of Hyrule. However, it makes it feel very fresh. Okay. But that's coming from somebody who played Tears of the, uh, Breath of the Wild back in 2017. And, you know, dabbled in it in a little bit in 2018 with the DLC. And okay. then, uh, you know, now it's 2023. Yeah. Um, I think if you go Breath of the Wild instantly into Tears of the Kingdom, the world won't feel as fresh because you just okay. experienced it. Okay. So I think Breath of the Wild should be first, and then you should go back and play like Link's Awakening, Skyward Sword. Okay. Um, you know, if you've never played, obviously the NSO app has Zelda 1 and 2, and then Link to the Past. Is yeah. Super Nintendo, Link's Awakening, the Game Boy version, the Oracle games just came out. Minish Cap is there. You've got so many great Zelda games just in the NSO apps um, that you can go and just play those in the like in in the middle and yeah. experience them, and then finish up with Tears of the Kingdom. And I think you'll have a better experience. Okay. 
I appreciate that. That's that's kind of a good plan. And um, I'll have to, I think my NSO is up sometime this year because I, I did, I got like a couple of years worth um, before they kind of made some changes. So I actually own, I don't have like the, what, N64 and. And uh, G- GBA. And GBA. Like yeah, it, that's. That's it, right? Because like the yeah. just like the basic one has uh, NES, Super Nintendo, and yeah, okay, and Game yeah. Boy, Game Boy, oh, Game, Game Boy, Boy colors okay. there too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wow. you can still play Zelda One, Two, Link to the Past, uh, Oracle okay. of Ages, Oracle Seasons, and the original Link's Awakening mm, okay. on your twenty dollar a year thing. That's such a good value. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> oh, That's just gosh. the Zelda games. Yeah. So and then if you get NSO up, uh, the expansion, you can get Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Minish yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh man. So you right there. I mean, you could play almost every Zelda game on the Switch right now. Uh, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, Triforce Heroes, uh, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess. I think are the only ones that you can't play. Right. And it's like, oh, and uh, uh, what you call it? Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass, the DS games. You can't play. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. But but you could play so many games. From the Zelda series already, and it's I like, know you, you're in for a treat. Zelda's phenomenal series. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard. I mean, obviously, it's huge, and I've heard such great things about it. And so, like my my Nintendo game that will always like have my heart is, is Super Smash Bros. Like, of course, I, I absolutely love it. And like, my big thing is like, I love that game, that franchise so much. Whether it's um, the N64 Melee. Uh, Brawl, admittedly, did not play much Smash 4, but then um, Ultimate and stuff. And my big thing is, like, I've played those games to death, and I love all the characters. It would be so fun to actually play the original games that the characters came from. So, obviously, like, the Zelda games is a huge one. And even, like, you kind of mentioned earlier with kind of, like, um, one of the games uh, in Series 7 kind of having, like, a mother feel like... Mm -hmm. I. Like Ness, Lucas, super fun characters to play, but I I, I didn't even know where they came from <laughs> until, you know, I got a little older and I, I kind of learned about some of the lore and history. So, like, even trying out those games, I've never played a Metroid game. So, oh like, Samus and, and Ridley now, and, you know, it's just, there's so many great franchises, and, like, this is all Nintendo, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I also play PlayStation and Xbox, so, like, it's just, that's why my, my, uh, my backlog is is forever growing, but there's so many great things out there, and I, I just there's, there's a benefit to that too because yeah, you can you don't have to go through the trial and error and be like, all right, this isn't like a subpar experience. You can right. play just the creme de la creme if you really want to, and then then you can move on to others. Um, so like even Metroid, you never play Metroid. You have Metroid One, Metroid Two, and and Super Metroid are all on NSO and the free yeah. NSO, um, and and they're especially Super Metroid is amazing. Uh, the the first two were a little bit um, dated, like okay. the map system in the first game. Like it's it's a lot harder. Like yeah. zero mission is the way to play that on the GBA. Which again, if you had NSO, uh, well, the fusion is there. Zero mission isn't there yet. Um, but I'm sure zero mission is coming. Mm-hmm. But like, and then of course Metroid Dread is. Yep. And Metroid Prime One Remastered is there on the Switch. Uh, two phenomenal, phenomenal games. So yeah, that's absolutely yeah. An, a cool experience and something a lot of people in America, you know, we didn't really get except for Fire Emblem. Because yeah. When Melee came out, Marth and Roy, we had never heard of Fire Emblem and finally got to play 
the Fire Emblem games on the GBA afterwards. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, absolutely. See, see, that was another one like Fire Emblem. Like one of my one of my all time favorite Smash characters is is Roy. And I didn't even really know much about Fire Emblem. And my first ever Fire Emblem game was uh, Three Houses. Absolutely fell in love with that game. And I haven't gotten to engage yet. Um, but like since I loved Three Houses so much, it's like, hey, now like I want to go play older Fire Emblems and I want to try engage. And just, you know, again, that's the cool part of like, I probably wouldn't even thought of to play any of those games if it wasn't for, for coming across the characters in Smash Bros. Yeah, so it's cool. Well, if you've never played the Xenoblade games, because Xenoblade's represented in Smash, you're doing yourself a disservice because they're beyond amazing. All of them. Every one of them. I tried the first one. And I don't know if, like, maybe I'd, I... I think the thing that I struggle with in games is, like, I... Be, just because life is busy for me like i don't always have the time to like sit down and really dive deep into games so i run games in a sense like i I just want to go through them quickly and i feel like games like xenoblade or honestly any rpg i try to speed through it but i'm so under leveled i just like i can't progress and then i'm just like oh gosh i could go grind but i don't have the time or the patience so then i'm just like i'll come back to it someday and I, that's that's one that like I was having fun with it, and then I got some place early on, like a couple hours in, and I couldn't beat some some battle, and I was like, oh gosh, I'm under leveled, but Did I, I can't. The easiest difficulty? I don't know, maybe. Because that's always something. I, I do the same thing. There's some games where it's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna play through to completion, but I'm not gonna hundred percent, and I'll yes. play on like the okay. story difficulty or the easiest difficulty yeah. just to. To have fun with the experience without having to do the grind or, or exactly. my head against the wall kind of deal. So I, I totally feel you. And Xenoblade 1 has that cool um, yellow line where it'll actually point you to your objective. Yes, I did like that because in other games, I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going. Uh, Xenoblade 3 has that as well. And I don't remember if 2 okay. does, but I know 3 does it. And it's great. Okay. Because it's if you want to just get to the objective, it's like here to go. And I'm I'm the yeah. type of person where if the yellow line is pointing to the right, I'm going to the left. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to see what's over there first. Right, right. I love that. So I mean, you mentioned you mentioned, and I also kind of brought up, you know, like Zelda, Xenoblade, Metroids. So a lot of great um, franchises, and and they all have Smash representation. So out of all, like Smash Ultimate, obviously has all the characters. What's like if you could only recommend me to like if after we get off this call, I had to check out one franchise, which one would you tell me to go check out? Like it's a must. I need to experience it right now. Uh, if it's if you're talking just within Smash characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I as much as I want to say Zelda, I would have to say Xenoblade just because. OK. Like, I okay. think the storytelling that they did in, in six games, not counting X, but the three main games, and the three sub games. Yeah. It's so good, <clears throat> and okay. and the way Future Redeemed uh, ended this year, uh, it was just oh, wanting Xeno Four so badly now, like it is okay. so unbelievable. Okay, I I am going to give Xenoblade Chronicles the first one a, a chance again. I'm just gonna honestly probably just restart because it's been a minute e- since e- I played it. Even if you it, feel. So. You, it was too difficult in that sense. I mean, you could try Xeno 2. 
Um, okay. I would I would do one and one or two before even touching. Three is great, uh, but okay. I would definitely three is better if you played one and two. And if okay. you really if you really just say like I want a smaller experience right now, Torna is where I would start then because Torna is technically okay. a prequel to two. Um, and you kind of it's a shorter experience. All all the little smaller ones are shorter. Um, yeah. It's like a you know fifteen hour experience. Okay. Um, and it's it's isolated. And it's cool, and it, it tells a prequel, and then it ends into the beginning of Xeno 2, whereas okay. like uh, Xeno 1 has um, uh, what's it, Future Connected, and but Future mm-hmm. Connected is an epilogue, so it's like a shorter yeah. game, but I wouldn't play it until after you beat Xeno 1. And <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yep. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a shot and honestly i was having a lot of fun with it I, I really enjoyed it and the story was really great i just remember that like i couldn't beat something and also like and I, we've talked about this before but i'll be honest and say i'm not like that good of a gamer so like <laughs> I, I i just like even if it takes like skill for the combat I'm like oh yeah i kept not good so that might have been part you of it know too one but... uh going back and playing it there was yeah, I did on the easiest difficulty. There was only okay. one battle, and I, it's like notoriously a difficult battle. It's a way late game okay. uh, that gave me any trouble. And okay, and uh, it's one that you know, obviously you could grind to, to beat, and instead of strategies to beat, uh, you know, I kind of did the the more difficult way. Just like I'm gonna try and push through this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and I don't want to spoil anything for the fight, but it, it is yeah. there is notorious. And once once you beat that, it's not even the final boss. It, it's much more detailing. Okay. But I'm talking at this point, you're you're at the very end of the game. So you're so invested, you're like, screw it, I'm gonna beat this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um anything coming out soon that you're really looking forward to? So much for yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. Mario Wonder is coming out, of course. Mario yep. RPG remake is coming. Tales of Arise is getting a, an expansion, uh, like out yeah. of nowhere, DLC expansion like that. I'm excited for. I love Tales of Arise. Me too. Um, you've got <clears throat> what else? Uh, Star Ocean Two is getting a remake that looks amazing. That's coming this year. Uh, WarioWare has a new entry this year. Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. I might play. That comes out tomorrow. As of the time yep. of recording, uh, there's at least uh, oh Spider-Man Two, of course, is coming this yep. year. Uh, there's probably one or two others that I'm like totally blanking on, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, and I forget yeah. that. Um, but those are those are definitely big ones. I am very much looking forward to, uh, and, and it's already been a, such a stacked year. It's like what a way to yeah. end. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you listed some some bangers that are going to come out and be huge, and I I am I kind of not surprisingly because I haven't played a lot of good games, but I have never experienced uh, Super Mario RPG, and I've heard fantastic oh, things about it, so I think that's going to be really cool. So good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's because yeah. that's the, the the Gino love, right? Where mm-hmm. everyone that Gino's from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mario RPG is a, is a special game because it was the first foray in. <clears throat> To for Nintendo into that, of course, Square Enix made it or Square Soft um, made it, and that was the last game that Square made with Nintendo or or, or for a Nintendo platform until Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the GameCube. Mm. Okay, the last one that the entire N64 generation is skipped, and the, most of the GameCube generation. It was the only game for the GameCube was Crystal Chronicles. So like, 
it from that high to this drought if you were a nintendo gamer like i was of mm-hmm. square games and it was so bad to have that drought um for that long and i was like oh man you know because i was a kid so i couldn't afford everything yeah I couldn't afford a playstation i had to play at my friend's houses right so i played I'm back on the Super Nintendo, just playing SNES RPGs and you know getting ROMs from Japan from like Final Fantasy V and yeah and you know stuff like that that never came over here and since right. Mana 2, which is really the third game, which is now Legend of Mana or um, Trials of Mana, um, stuff like that. So it's yeah, there's so many good stuff and even on the Switch, so many good RPGs. Yeah, yeah, there there really are. That's that's again something that I just I never. Like, I didn't really grow up on RPGs, never really got into them. So that's something that, like, I've been... There's so many good ones out there that I'm like, I want to give RPGs a chance. Like, I mean, I grew up on Pokemon, which, you know, you can you would yes. call it an RPG. But, like, Ooh. the other kind, like, the main kind of, like, non-Pokemon RPGs, I have not experienced. So there's so many out there. And then... you, you just reminded me of another one. Dragon Quest Monsters has an entry coming out later this year, too. Which is, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, awesome. no, I mean, you mentioned you said you like Tales of Arise, so you played yeah. some of the Tales of games, and Tales of is fantastic. Yeah, that was the first Tales game that I played, and oh. uh, fantastic! I absolutely fell in love with it, and it was the. I think I played it like last year, and I think it was whatever year I played it. It was like my favorite game of the year, and I was like, I need to go and play all of them. Yes, um, and I've heard that some are different, like you know, combat's different or mm-hmm. you know whatever gameplay. But um, I mean, the, the story I found was fantastic. The character they thought were great. It was a lot of fun, and that was a game where I I played on the the easiest difficulty, and it went really well. There was the occasional like, oh man, this is tough, but it was like this is tough, but like I want to beat it. Like I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna figure yeah. it out. So that was like it was like it gripped me because I I don't know I I'm not a huge fan of like the mind-bogglingly difficult i wanted like rage quit games now arise is different than the others yeah um but the others are oh so good okay i mean you could right more recently vesperia and uh, symphonia had remakes yeah um abyss is my favorite um if you have a ps4 or or ps5 Mm -hmm. that can play ps4 you can get zysteria you can get uh as well and then uh unfortunately trapped in the ps3 or the uh, zillia one and two and, i do have a ps3 oh, though bizaria bizaria was also on ps4 that's a great okay. one uh zillia one and two are great um ps3 okay. you could also get um grace's f grace's f is awesome um they're all good yeah. i mean like the worst one is still like an 8.5 or something like that like it's still a good game right so you mentioned they're all they're all good and they're a bit different than Arise. Like, mm-hmm. is there one that you would say that is similar-ish? That like, since I loved Arise, it would be a good one to try. Oh, it's tough because Arise is different in terms of combat. In terms okay. of story, they're all very similar in in types of epicness of the story. Okay. And the twists and turns and things sure. you see coming. In terms of the combat, Arise is the is like a very different in that regards. Okay. Um, but you know, some are heralded. They're, they're all, all the combat's different. Um, a lot of people say, like, Grace's F is the, the, the pinnacle of combat. And other okay. people say they prefer the Zillia games. And other people will say, no, Tales of Bizaria has it in, in spades. And 
you know, something like Zestaria's ability to merge two characters together. And I love Abyss, and I love those, the characters there. And some people love Symphonia, and then Symphonia, Dawn of a New World, had monster taming. And if you like that, that's part of it. Like, like, they're all have different elements. Okay. And uh, they're all just highly recommended. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I definitely want to give them a shot. And I think, like, it's interesting because now that I'm thinking kind of out loud a bit, like I loved Arise and I think the combat was very, you know, different, like you said, and very distinct. And I think even back to like the Final Fantasy games and obviously Final Fantasy has been around for forever, very highly reviewed, respected, um, enjoyed games. But I've actually only played one Final Fantasy game and it was, oh gosh, 15? Oh, the something. My least favorite. <laughs> is that's the one with um, Noctis? Noctis. Yep. I absolutely loved that game. Like everyone was like, "Oh, that one, that one's like a terrible one, or it's not yeah. as good." But I loved it, and I thought the combat was fantastic. And I hear that like the the combat there is pretty different than the other yes. ones. And I'm like, maybe I'm just this weird person that likes like a certain niche <laughs> of RPGs. No, I think I think it depends. <clears throat> I think a lot of us that didn't like 15, we grew up with the originals. Okay. So okay. for us, it was so different because 15 was supposed to be a spinoff. It was versus 13. Oh. It was it was a game that was in development hell for okay. years. It was a spinoff to Final Fantasy 13, and eventually they just made it 15. Yeah. So it was always supposed to be an action RPG because the main line was supposed to be turn based, and or or online with 11 and 14, uh, which are kind of turn based, but. Uh, because they made that over and they kind of rushed it. I mean, 15 wasn't done, then they had DLC, and then they never even finished the DLC before they canceled it. Um, it's it's kind of a black sheep in that regards. Sure. 16 has action of combat as well, uh, which I thought was done better. And 16 is okay. a great game, but 16 is very. It's it's like a non-Final Fantasy Final Fantasy game in the sense. Okay. Like, you have your yourself. Like, you're just Clive. Like, you have mm-hmm. other party members that will occasionally join, but you never equip them. You never take care of them. It's just you. And it mm-hmm. almost reminds me of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which is, you know, the game they made for the U.S. audience because we're too dumb to do with <laughs> RPGs. Yeah. Where you just had one character and a party member, and you only had to deal with your one character and your party member just attacked gotcha so okay it's it's definitely worth it i think but you know again it's a great series to go through and of course like the pixel remastered you can go the first six uh seven eight nine ten ten two twelve are all on switch and then you know ten ten two twelve are also on uh, i think eight is as well on uh playstation uh, seven and nine are probably there digitally as well. They just didn't get physicals. And then of course it, seven remake. Zip seven remake. Yeah. yeah. There's this there's so many Crisis Core. There's so many Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. To experience. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm I'm just getting excited from this conversation about all the all the good games that I'm I'm learning about or just remembering of. So um, there's there's a lot that I'll have to get to. Bait and Kato's just got remade for the Switch. Bait and Kato's one and two, phenomenal RPGs too from Monolith okay. Soft. Okay. You know. Yeah. And, the list keeps growing. <laughs> oh yeah, Grandia one and two are on the Switch. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. RPGs. Etrian Odyssey one to three just got brought over. Great DS yeah. RPGs. 
Okay. Uh, it, it, the list just goes on and on. Like it, it's yeah. never ending. For sure. But you have sure. the ability to do the classics. Even with NSO on the and the Super Nintendo app, uh, Breath of Fire 2 is there. Breath of phenomenal Capcom RPG okay. series. Uh hours upon hours of entertainment. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um one kind of like last and I guess it's a big topic, but last thing that I was kind of curious on, you brought it up very, very briefly, kind of in passing in this conversation. Um Nintendo Switch 2? Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. That's happening next year. Switch okay. 2 is going to happen next year. It's going to happen, I'm going to say, anywhere between summer to fall. Okay. Uh, it's not going to happen this year at all. <laughs> They're not going to talk about it this year. They're not going to cannibalize the holiday um, sales this year because it's mm-hmm. be stupid. Plus, they just put out new Switch lights, uh, the Mario Switch. And there's an, another Mario Kart 8 bundle. Um, so they're not going to cannibalize that. And they've already stated that they're focused for the next quarter for Switch. And the next quarter, fiscal, uh, it ends, I think, March. Yeah. So like so. March 2024, whatever they're, they're committed. Which makes sense because if you saw the last Nintendo Direct, there are games for spring 2024 like Peach and Luigi's Mansion 2 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So... Uh, I totally don't expect an announcement at all until probably E3 era, like June, uh, maybe okay. maybe spring, maybe they'll or, or January, the January February direct, they'll do something or in April, um, April we might see it in April, um, okay. but but I I think that it's got to be backwards compatibility. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this has to be. I know there's an article that's been going around on Twitter where it's like, oh, someone says it, it doesn't need it and it's ruffling feathers. And, you know, I I guess that person thinks differently and, and hopefully Nintendo doesn't agree with them. But I think in the, today's day and age where preservation is so important, um, having that backwards compatibility just gives you an instant library. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's going to be another hybrid system because it worked. If, yep. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, hopefully they make the dock able to enhance it more. Like it's got to be 4K at this point. Yeah. Nintendo being behind with with that is always about households. Like, oh, the Wii wasn't HD because back in 2006, not a lot of people had HD TVs in their house. But by 2012, HD TVs were definitely more commonplace. In 2017, right. 4K TVs weren't in every household. But now it's it's harder to find a non 4k TV than it is to just buy a 4k TV. So at this point, most people have them. It's not a big deal. It's like this, the normal. So they, it has to be able to do 4k. Okay. And uh, I don't know if they're going to do gimmicky controllers or not with the joy cons. I mean, they might do something similar, but it's gotta be more powerful. And from everything I hear, it could run the, uh, Matrix Unreal Engine 5 demo, which was a phenomenal demo. If you've never, you know, if you ever yeah. tried it, it was really cool. And if the Switch 2 can run that, then I am beyond excited for what the next generation Nintendo games are going to look like. Because uh, that's that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everything you said, I, I agree with, I think is important and would be on my personal wish list for a Nintendo Switch 2. Um, do you have any thoughts guesses predictions on launch title like a big franchise launch title that they would drop with it um 
3D Mario is my guess. Okay. Um, yeah. Because if you think about 2017, you know, you had Breath of the Wild, which was a Wii U game. Mm -hmm. uh, and you had Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade 2, and Splatoon 2, Arms, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe were the, the big ones. And even right. Mario and Rabbids was there. Uh, and if you look, most of those games got sequels this year. You know, Tears of the Kingdom came out this year. Mm -hmm. Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope was uh, this was it? No, it was last year. Sparks of Hope. Yeah, year, yeah. Last year. Um, you had uh, Splatoon 3 was last year. Uh, even 1 2 Switch got a, got a sequel this year. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you had Mario Kart 8 DLC. You, you have all these things. Arms didn't get anything, unfortunately, but I don't see Arms as a big launch title. Xenoblade 3 came out last year, Future Redeemed this year. So I don't see Xeno 4. So that leaves Mario Odyssey. And I do think, even with Mario Wonder and this Direct being very Mario-focused, you know, Mario RPG, Luigi's Mansion 2, Princess Peach Superstar, uh, you've got... Oh, and the Paper Mario, too. Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, yeah. yeah. So you've got, you've got uh, no 3D Mario, and I think that's going to be your launch. And I think it's... I, I don't know if it's going to be Switch 2 exclusive, though. It might be mm. Switch 1 and Switch 2, where it plays better on Switch 2. Yeah. And I think I think they're going to do that. I think you're going to see Luigi's Mansion 2 and Peach and all that advertised as plays better on Switch 2. Because they have it. They have the, the dev kits. They've you know, been showing them mm -hmm. all. The, the, the games being developed right now <clears throat> are being developed with Switch 2 in mind. Yeah. So even Mario Wonder... You know, it could be like, oh, if you put it in a Switch 2, it's going to be enhanced because the coding is there to take advantage of. Yeah. So I think that's going to be your big thing. People are saying Mario Kart 9, uh, mm -hmm. which is really going to be Mario Kart 10 because Tour counts as 9. But I don't see Mario Kart being a launch game just okay. because they did the, the booster pack for the past two years. I think right. they're going to let Mario Kart simmer. They don't want to do it too much, and they're going to do Mario Kart next year or, or the, the following year, so 2025. Is, is, that's my prediction. I think you know it's the same thing with like Smash Brothers. I, I don't think Smash is going to be for the launch year. I think it's going to be afterwards. Yep. Uh, Zelda, of course, is not going to be anything for a while unless they, they do just ports or or something like that. Maybe we'll finally get the Wind Waker Twilight Princess yeah. ports <laughs> yep. uh, from Wii U. I think you're going to see Xeno X from the Wii U there uh, on the, the original switch with enhanced for switch Two next year to give okay. the dev, dev team more time for xeno four i think you're going to see metroid prime two and three um coming over on the, the regular switch and i think metroid prime four is going to be switch exclusive switch Two exclusive okay and, th and that could be next year that could be a launch title that's been okay. in development for a long time yeah it has so, okay that that's my prediction of course a new pokemon next year uh, yep. new new generation they did the dlc this year so new gen next year yeah okay i think that all makes sense with uh your predictions 3d mario i think would be huge um do you think odyssey 2 or just a 3d mario in general i mean i think a 3d mario because okay. nintendo has shown they rarely do sequels that's you know, true galaxy 2 was an exception because they had so much extra content that they had a cut from galaxy one that they just had enough to make a whole new game. So they did it, but otherwise 3d Mario doesn't get sequels. So or direct sequels on the same system. So I think they're going to do something brand new with Mario in 3d. I think it's going to be similar to odyssey. 
in sure. terms of collectathon as opposed to like 3D World. Yeah. And I think I think Bowser's Fury, I think it's going to be some kind of hybrid between Odyssey and Bowser's Fury. Mm, okay. Because it's another thing, we had Bowser's Fury on the Switch as well. So yeah. I did that. have two 3D mm-hmm. Marios in that sense. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I love the predictions. If Honestly, if like a fraction of what you predicted comes true, I, I think a lot of us would be very happy. Um, but, I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're right too. And that's the cool thing about podcasts and this one. Uh, we'll, we'll play it back next year and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, and we'll see how, how accurate. Don't chastise me if I'm wrong. That's all right. I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. Yes, we, we will. We will uh, take all your predictions with the grain of salt. But um, no, it's been it's been awesome talking to you, Barry. And as, as I mentioned, um, you know, we we will give you kind of that spot of the, the website you mentioned earlier, premiumeditiongames.com, best place to check out everything that was just announced and uh, any pre-orders that, that you might want to place. But um, where else? Where else can folks check you out, follow along with your journey, whether it's, um, you know, the, the platforms that you're involved with or you personally? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky and Fuse at Hawk Hellfire, all three of the exact same. Uh, make it nice and simple. Uh, you could also find me with Nintendo Fuse at uh, youtube.com slash Nintendo Fuse and NintendoFuse.com and places like Twitter at Nintendo Fuse, Facebook, Nintendo Fuse, stuff like that. Um, we do our podcast every other Monday, so our next podcast is next Monday. Um, we do those 8.30 p.m. Eastern live, so you can check them out on YouTube or Twitch. Um, and we're doing it on camera live, so you can watch us mess up if we mess up. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Premium Edition Games. You can find us at premiumeditiongames.com, where you could pre-order Series 7 now, as well as a bunch of great games we still have in stock uh, from previous series. We still have copies left, so definitely check those out and pick them up today. You can find us also on Twitter at Premium Edition 1, as in the numerical one, and everywhere else social media-wise at Premium Edition Games. Okay, perfect. And again, all that's going to be in the description of the episode, so go ahead and click around, go check out uh, everything Barry mentioned, get get some new games, check out some new new games that you might not even heard of or might not even have thought of giving a shot. Um, that's what the, the beauty of premium edition games are. Uh, check out the podcasts, you know, just check out everything Barry's doing. It's, it's always cool to see what he's up to and to follow along. Um, so, you know, definitely would encourage that. And uh, Barry's, a, if you didn't get it from this conversation, he's a really cool, really down-to-earth, great guy that's super knowledgeable and passionate about um, collecting and video games and movies and, and all the good entertainment. So, you know, just even say, hey, say hey, what's up. Say that you heard him on this podcast. Um, and I'm sure we'll be doing, you know, we'll be doing it again next year, uh, having you back and chatting up again. Oh, it'd be an honor to come back, of course. Um, awesome. I really want to know now how right I am or how wrong I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So we'll we'll have to keep we'll have to keep tabs on that and then bring you back and then either praise you or or make fun of you <laughs> based on how, how the results I'm prepared for the insults already. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, Barry, any any final thoughts or message you want to leave to our listeners? Uh, yeah. First off, if you made it this far, thank you for your time. Uh, you know, it's been a blast recording this. So hopefully you've had a blast listening. Uh, you know, I really hope you uh, you give at least one game a shot from Premium Edition Games, and uh, hopefully you like what you you pick up, so you play more and. And hopefully your life is going well if you're listening and you're playing some great games and everything is hunky-dory and you're prepared for a good holiday season. And 
uh, you know, thanks for the uh, sticking with us the whole time. And feel free to send me a message and chat on social media. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Barry. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that's been listening along. Um, I don't think this I've done, but it's 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 up there. It's a pretty long one, and it's a good one. So thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, you know, just thank you as always for your time, Barry. Really glad to to be able to connect with you and, and call you a friend and learn about all the things you're up to, and uh, you know, wishing you all the best of luck with with everything that you're doing with with the gaming space, but also best of luck just as you kind of continue on your journey of of uh, parenthood and fatherhood, and wishing you and your family all the best and. Uh, Happy, healthy, safe holiday season. And I know we'll be in touch talking soon. And uh, we'll definitely be having you back in the future again for the podcast. Thank you. The honor is all mine and all the same to you. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.